I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody. On this week's podcast, we have Timmy's brother, Tommy. Mm. How was that for you, Tim? It was interesting. You know, it was a mixture of a lot of emotions and stuff. You know, he's a very funny character and has lots of energy mm. doesn't he yeah you got very emotional I did that's the I, most emotional I've ever seen yeah I suppose I got emotional because um, he was he lived in a very emotional time in my life yeah. when um, we were in prison and uh, my mother um, passed away by suicide you know um, we kind of had each other's back at that stage and it, it was for me it was a very very emotional time and um we we were speaking about it and yeah. it, it just brought me back to that moment and it all I, it just all kind of came back and yeah. I relived it yeah but there was a lot of laughs too oh, yeah and uh, <laughs> had everything I didn't know it was one of the best podcasts we've done so uh, it's available now um I was coming on now so thanks a million if you're watching on YouTube make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel it cost you nothing but it mean a lot to us mm. and if you want to support us you can. Uh, Give us the price of a cup of coffee on Patreon and that helps pay the rent and the production costs and just kind of keep the show on the road. So without further ado, please enjoy the podcast. Right, welcome back to the Tsunari's podcast. I'm Timmy Long, your host today, joined by my partner in crime, Mr. James Leonard, who yes. is the co- uh, what do we call you today? I'm your co-host, co-host okay. for the evening. Today, um, we have a very, very special guest, you know, somebody that grew up both with myself and James, but inside my family home, and it's my brother Tommy. And before I introduce you to Tommy, Tommy, um, Tommy, I leave him. I leave you telling himself, won't I, Tom? Mm. Right. So it's always you, Tommy boy. Hi, I'm Tommy Long, Timmy's brother. It's good to be here finally. Yeah, um, great to see you here. Yeah, nice one, nice one. We see you. Uh, you know, like we were all fucked. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we were in recovery a good few years while you were still out there. That's right, yeah. And I remember we used to go up watching John Paul up in uh, Nakhnehini Celtic. I knew you used to be up there, but fucking hell. To see you now from, you know, the progress. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it, what some, recovery has done? Some difference now, to be fair. I can remember it like it was yesterday, you know. I know. Them just dying inside by from yeah. drugs and... What's the biggest thing that stands out to you, Tommy, around... Um, the change around your your thinking since since you stopped drinking and drugging. Oh, it's, it's, um, a million miles apart. Yeah. Do you know, um, 
my mind has slowed down, you know. Um, there's, no, there's not as many crazy thoughts going through my head, mm. you know. I suppose today you have an awareness that you probably never had before in your life. Yeah, definitely, you know, yeah. None of us had any awareness previously to where were we going, what were we doing wrong, what are behaviours that, what behaviours we had that weren't helping us in any way in our lives, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I suppose the recovery process is something that it happens in time, you know, and it's it's like walking up a stairs, you know, you they're like different individual steps and each step will give you something. It'll, it'll help you to grow in some way, you know, and some of those steps are really, really difficult stuff, mm. you know, and they teach you something, but they get you ready for the next one. So before myself and James will shut up now and we'll give you the mic. So just bring us right back. Forget I'm even in the room or James, bring us right back to how I was growing up for you. Um, and actually, believe it or not, you, I never even heard your own personal story around how it was for you growing up, you know, even though we lived in the same house, we had completely different lives. So yeah. start at the beginning and uh, we go from there. Yeah, um, we grew up now, Colin, you know, um, obviously myself and yourself in the same uh, household and you know, times were tough back when we were young, when the 80s and early 90s, you know, things were tough, um, you know, especially single mother. Yeah with mental health, you know, and young kids seeing that, and, you know, it was tough. You know, and from a young age, you were always running from home, mm. you know, because you didn't see, want to see what was going on with my mum, God love her. Um, you know, she had a tough life with um, her nerves and, you know. If, if for anybody that doesn't know, when we say nerves in this country, uh, we mean it's 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 what is it, James? It's, it's a, a mental health. Mental health. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's suffering with their mental health. Depression. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day, they used to call, if somebody was in a state of depression, do say it was a nervous breakdown. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was the, yeah. That was the term it was used. It was mm. not really correct, but we still use like, you know, if you see somebody that's that's affected mentally, you might say he's nervous or Adam or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just mental health and depression. Yeah, yeah. So from a young age, seeing all that, you know. Um, we had nothing growing up, you know, it was tough. My mother was a mum and a father when she could be, you know, and she done her best, you know, and um, you know, there was a lot of crime and all that as well around when we were young. Like I can remember at five or six years of age being brought home by the girls, you know. At that young, that young, I was introduced to girls for throwing stones at them, and so I, I never forget it. A babysitter was watching her, and I pleaded and pleaded for hours, let me out, let me out, she let me out, and I was back to the door within five minutes with a guard on my shoulder after throwing stones, you know, so that's where the madness kicked in so early, you know, and then, you know, growing up, horses, everyone knows from the north side, I was mad for horses at a young age, I was nearly killed at five years of age by one. I got a kick in the forehead. Um, Is that where that scar came from? Yeah. In your eyes, though? Yeah, yeah. I never forget that yeah. morning. My, my, my mother was walking the tools. John Paul was in the buggy, mm. and we were walking across the school field, the primary school. There was no bears there at this stage. Yeah. And we were walking across the field. Me and my mum, I think I was on one side of the buggy. John Paul was in it, and he was supposed to be on the other side of the buggy. Next we heard was a 
pump. Your man was after going over to try to rub the fall. The, the, the mayor, the, there was a mayor in fall there and he tried to rub the mayor and she caught him with a kick, back kick straight into the, the, the oh, forehead okay. here, right here. And uh, that was one of the, we, I, 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 that was one of the, Oh, one day I'll never forget. Yeah, Could have been killed stoned if yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, I was lucky if she'd have shown one, I was dead. Fucking hell. Um, but, like, that did, didn't phase me. No, it didn't give you a no, fair of horses, no, like. It did not give me any fear. I remember eight, eight, seven, and eight with the older lads out robbing horses, you know. And no fear, none whatsoever. You know, and that was all running away from myself. I knew no different, you know, I had no father figure in the family. Yeah. Fact, Timmy was a father figure yeah. in years to come, do you get me? But you know, for the people that don't know where we grew up, explain how close we are to horses and how that would come about. Well, how we were, how close we were to horses. I remember going to school at a very, very young age and jumping up on the horses back in my front garden and jumping to school. <laughs> you know, and that was every man. You come out if they weren't in your house, they were in another neighbour's house. You know, mm. and we bring them on and tie them up by the school, and hopefully they're there. Yeah. So you you weren't even in school when you were in school because you were worried about the house and someone <laughs> else wanted to take him. You know, that's the <laughs> way it was. What well, we um, school for? Primary yeah. days. Yeah, it was. You know, something I was one thinking of that today. It was the worst experience ever. Because I got nothing out of it. I was always put in the back of the class. I remember for a solid week on every break, being stuck looking at a wall, like the wall is there to your face. Yeah. And if you turned around, boom, turn around. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And if you get locked up today, if you've done that, the kids like. I know. Do you know? Um, so school one good, one good. I spent more time in the principal's office than I did in my class. Yeah. You know, um, I got I learned Latin in school. Mm. You know, I had my own difficulties. I I dyslexia. I definitely had ADHD, but I was never diagnosed. But um, we met Mr. O'Donovan recently, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We uh, met he was my teacher as well. Yeah, uh, uh, he was asking for you. Was he? Yeah. Do you know what, Tommy? He hasn't changed a bit. No. I he, met him, sorry, I met him years later with my own son going to school, you know, yeah. and, and he's a lovely man. He is, uh, you know, yeah. They just yeah. didn't know how to deal with us back then. There was no the such training. thing as ADHD, there was you know. alien language to them. Yeah. Mm. They didn't just know about bold or yeah. a brass or... Uh, disruptive. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you know what, even it's the teachers today, the teachers today um, are so so informed around all these different things. Mm. No, not as much as maybe... There shouldn't be any yeah, but they are informed, and you know we have a good, we have a good structure in in schools today, and there's some fantastic people working in schools and and um, managing schools as yeah. in principals and stuff. So we're very fortunate that maybe thirty years ago the way the system was is completely different. Mm. You know, there is a lot of work to be done to it still. Yeah, yeah. not for everybody to get the the education that meets their ability and stuff like that. But like I remember growing up, like um, you know, we going going to hop you now from primary mm. school and you know sniffing petrol and, and and things like that, you know. Um, and I but I remember you going to a different school as well. That was later on in secondary school. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. what was the story there? Um, I went into secondary and I don't know, I don't know, they, they couldn't handle me and I I wanted to learn and so Not they, they, yeah. 
and they decided to put me into a different school where it was more manageable and um, so I could try to learn a bit more, you know? yeah. But that was tough then, James. You know? I had a bit of freedom in myself with my man's situation at around the same time, you know? and I was on the hop for four or five months at a time. Yeah. Actually, I have a funny story, kind of funny. It's not funny, but it is funny. Mm. There was a tragedy in the estate in our Terrace one time, and uh, the woman died, I think it was through overdose, but they thought that it might be like... Uh, it might have been a murder or something like mm. that. So we were all outside the door, you know, and, and the wall, but there was a photograph on the Echo the next day, Holly Hill murder mystery, and but Tommy, his face was on the Echo in his uniform. <laughs> and I remember being over those, yeah, bastard, you taught me you were in school yesterday, and there he is on the front of the Echo. <laughs> there was a few things like that, but I, <laughs> I remember on the happy nether there, by an, uh, we were down the wheels, no jumping the gush, and... Uh, First time doing it now in yeah. the school uniform. Yes, delighted. I said, I'd do it one more time before I went home. Straight in I went. <laughs> All I was worried about was my fags and my pockets. <laughs> I couldn't care about the uniform. <laughs> but I got taken that day because I had to go home soaking yeah. a few times. Uh, another time, me and my cousin and another few, we were out in the nuns woods all day. I thought we were away with it. So when my mum after going into the school, we didn't see him around. But uh, yeah, all crazy yeah. stuff like Nuns that. Woods is a woods between Shanakeel and the Inniscar Road. Yeah. And Wears and the Gush is the Lee Fields. The Wear that goes between the Lee Fields yeah, yeah, and Shanakeel. Mm. Sunday as well. That's Obviously, what. like growing up at home, like, you know, for us, like yeah. I know. I know. What's your <laughs> memory of Timmy growing up? Do you know what? No. I am. Um, <laughs> Timmy was, Tim, as I said, well, well, Timmy was like a father figure to us, James. You know? yeah. We always looked up to him, still do today. So, um, don't do tell, tell anyone, but don't tell Timmy. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. So do you he, remember all the wrestling that we used to do as kids? Do you know what? Now I was listening to the Christy Moore podcast, yeah. and you were on about wrestling and boxing and this and that. Mm. In my house, if we were watching, you said it, Bruce Lee, Rocky, <laughs> Craddy Kid, I always knew when it comes to the end of the film, get going. Because <laughs> Timmy was trying every move on you. Was, I, remember, I remember one night, I used, Timmy was watching us, and there, were, there was three of them downstairs. I won't say no names now, because uh. um, there was three of them downstairs. And um, they were watching, I don't know, was it Rocky or something anyway? And Timmy and a, one of his best friends growing up, and one of them is deceased now, he's dead. Like, and um, so the end of the film came, I'm at the top of the stairs asking them, can I come down, can I come down? I heard the film ending. You want to hear the roars out of the front room? Oh, God, oh, God, there will be one. <laughs> they broke the poor young flop between the two of them. Oh, stop, boy. Uh, it was crazy. You remember yeah. that to me? Oh, it, it, like, I used to love practicing. Do you remember the Craddy kid, the first one, when he had the two hands up yeah. and he had to stand yeah. on the and leg? Yeah, he couldn't lift his leg up yeah. or past his knee. <laughs> but, like, it, like, like, everything uh, everything at home, I remember. Do you remember? Um, just, like, we were always, like, I, there's a lot of pictures. We were always kind of 
we always there for each other. Do you know what I mean, yeah. James? Yeah. Always, yeah. no matter what. Always, the three of us, like, mm. we're always there for us, for each other, and we always kind of looked out for each other. You know, um, even though we were looking out for each other, none of us really knew how to behave and, and how to really be somebody, how to be a family, because we always dealt with conflict, with violence in my family, mm. like, always. Like, like I, I was very free with my hands. Went with, with Tommy, which we'll get on to later on in, in the story around his addiction years, you know, because I thought by putting my hands in someone and giving him a few clusters or whatever was was the best way for 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 him to stop to, to carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I I didn't know any other way. There was no guidance going up. Do you know, with yeah. no father figure, and you're not going to learn all them things, you know. So um, when did drugs and alcohol come into your life? For a young age, yeah. How young? Um, I'd say I was 11. So primary school? Yeah, 11. I remember in primary school, one of my friends had a big uh, fighting Irish Celtic jacket. Yeah. Three of us could fit into this jacket. It was that way. <laughs> and three of us would win under it at the yard and we'd be smoking fags. And a cloud of smoke be coming out the top of the jacket. It was crazy <laughs> stuff. Um, but uh, no, it would have been in secondary. Mm. So I was just going into secondary, and it was the aerosol cans, James. Mm. That was my first thing with a cousin of mine, the aerosol cans, boom. And from aerosol cans, every, every time it always stepped up, um, I went from aerosol cans to gas bottles, big gas bottles, you know, me and another friend. I remember, I remember being at his back door and the gas bottles were out in the back. And we'd be stuck to the two gas bottles. Mm. His mother got rest us all would open the door and have to kick the two of us off the gas bottles. Mm. We were strung all heavy, you know. What did it what did what did sniffing gas do for you? What what how just took us away from ourselves, you know? Mm. It took us away from everything. Just you know, and it was a horrible buzz as well. I know. Do you know? Yeah. It was a horrible buzz. Petrol, everything. I've tried everything. Do you know I am? Um, and then it went to hash from that. You know, I went to hash and I was grand on the hash, getting all ten pound deals about that length. And Do you remember you know, years ago when we, myself now and John Paul, because we'd be a bit younger than you. Yeah. Myself now, John Paul, Jimmy, Patrick, mm -hmm. Gail, Rum, Lena. You know, if we scrape up a few quid for the five pound deal, we'd be tossing in to see who's going to go up to the bungalows for it because you'd be ashamed mm. at the five and change, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they were in the same days, weren't they? But yeah. you're, no, Matt, you're, yeah. you're, you're just... It's all part of growing up, like. But that's, that was the next step yeah. to the harder ones. You yeah, know? yeah. But yeah. I, I, I remember you, not really as a hash man. No, no, no. But you started drinking then. I was smoking it for a good while, but I was just smoking hash. I wasn't drinking with it. Yeah. And when I drank with it, then I just couldn't. I know. Flattened, was, I, I was ghost. Mm. I was green, all and white ears. And I'd be in bed, oh, I'll never again do it. Please, God, stop. <laughs> it's horrible, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, it was the worst thing ever. There's not mercy for after about seven or eight bottles and you're, you're nice and all mellow. Yeah, and you and take it, two drags of the joint and you're, you're spinners. against the wall. You don't know if you're coming or going. Yeah. yeah it's horrible. And so that, it didn't mix for me, so I had to give up one. So then it was drink. It was getting over then. Mm. It was getting over. I started getting into trouble. You know. I was a pure eater on drink. So stupid, you know. Um, could never stop. Could never stop. As you know, last one, first one there and last one to 
going home, that kind of stuff, you know. Um, ecstasy became a big thing then, didn't it? Ecstasy were a big thing in my life. Do you know what the ecstasy years for us all? And I can tell you this together. now. I can tell you this now about it. They were the best days of my life. I know. They were mad days, weren't it, they? Do you know, like, for gro- for us growing up, emotions were a big thing. Yeah. You'd never you'd never see one of us cry. We could oh. have had leg hanging off and we wouldn't cry or draw, show emotions to anyone. It was yeah. just... There was a while there with that, yeah. but when you took an ecstasy, be all hugs and your yeah. most eminent enemy, well, yeah, enemy yeah. would be in your room, in the yeah. room with you, and you'd love him. Yeah. And you could have yesterday, you could have been killing him. Yeah. You know, it was that, that's the way it was. You know, um, even if you were arguing with someone and you two of you were on ecstasy, that argument is gone. Yeah. You know? you know, with the ecstasy as well, it was like something when to get through the week to look forward to. Oh. I couldn't hear a song on a Friday coming home. No. Uh-huh. I, I was pl- plastering at the time, and uh, I turned on the radio. A, a song would set me off, but I get the butterflies up, oh, I'm going yeah. on, I'm going buzzing. Awesome. I'd be on to the phone, little Nokia 3210. <laughs> Hello, what's the crack? That yeah. was it, by God, you see me Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take them on a Monday, Sunday I'd be home. Yeah. That's the way it was. You were there. I know. You were there. Um, but there's a lot of mad stuff happens as well, though, when you're out in the vendors like that. And then you start getting into trouble and start going to court, and that's not so much fun. But I think they were, they were kind of half innocent days. But then when the tablets started coming in, there was madness yeah, then. Yeah. There? And you were always like, we, we could take 10, 20 tablets. You take one and you go loopy. That was one thing with me, I could not take tablets. I could not, I'm capable of doing anything just on drink. Yeah. But give me a tablet, two horns come out, my whole features change. Um, we used to have the tablets that we would be taking them on I, the slide. Not on the meanness. Know. You know, you end up yeah. minding them. You yeah. couldn't give him nothing. Yeah. I, I know. Actually, Listen, I know, I know what way he was. Yeah. I was actually thinking of that today. I, I was saying, drawing about yeah. the tablets, I was saying. Yeah. And the boys used to have pockets of them, but. I know you can get none. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, if, if, if but we had a photograph now, Tommy, of the times that you did take them here, people would really understand oh, why you yeah. were never given damage. Yeah, like. definitely. Like, um, yeah. It was crazy. It was just drive you mad, didn't it? Oh, mental. Yeah. Mental, capable of anything. Uh, anything. Yeah. I, I often woke up in the gas station by full of piss. Mm. How the fuck? I know. And my, my famous words do you say in the gas station? Uh, do you want to know who's with you? Because that's all I was saying. Hello, what am I in here for? <laughs> and then, who's with me? Yeah. Do you know, it's fucking hell. Yeah. And that was, that that was, was every the weekend. Time yeah. Every weekend. Yeah. Do you know what a girl said to me one time? He says, I'm getting some overtime out of you. Mm. He says, the money I'm making off you is no man's business. Mm. I said, well, leave me alone, so will I? Would you not? I remember then uh, you went through a period there, I think, when we were kind of drinking, taking tablets nearly every day. But there was a period of time then where you were working as well and you seemed to kind of be a bit more sensible. Yeah. You plastering. We'd had a drink, you know, during the week and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think it was just before the gear came in, just before the heroin like, came in. All right. Um, I used to work. I was, I was a good fella to get up for work. Yeah. I, could, I often went into work still drunk, James. Mm. Do you know, and, and my bosses would know it. 
and they'd leave me alone because they knew I'd come in and I'd graft away. Do you know, they used to give me any shit. I often, I often had the boss say, Tommy, stay there for a couple of hours, try to get asleep and come up and you feel better. Because I'd win and I'd graft away, and then I'd go home that night and get my shower, my dinner, straight to the office, mm. up and mm. rub every wheel you've been in our calling. <laughs> I know. I'd draw. I know. Uh, and I just want to say sorry for all that. I know, you know? I know. Um, so what you're doing now is you're trying to make sure that that don't happen for the next person. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Definitely, you try to yeah. show people yeah. the right way. But can you remember the time where we before the gear came in? Yeah. We used to be up in Harryville, thirsty Thursday drinking. Never, I'll never forget that. But they were good that. days, weren't they? They were the best days. When the tin file came in with the gear, it yeah. everything. And the way that happened, every Thursday we were all working, yeah. we were all doing well. We'd meet up in the tours there, we'd have a few cans. Brilliant. Uh, have a great night, the slagging, the banter. Uh, Do you know what? It was powerful. Uh, and then there was two dropping off. You'd take no notice of two. Then the next week there was another two. And it, it was like that every week. Two gone, two gone, two gone. You were saying, why are they gone? And I knew nothing. Mm. Out of the, but you might have known, but I knew nothing. Mm. And then one week, where are they? They're smoking heroin. What? Mm. And I won't do that any. But you know when they came in? It was sneaky enough when they came in. Before we, I knew it, yeah. I was yeah. on it. I yeah. was one of the last people to go on it. Oh, yeah. 20 of us. Yeah. But even like at the end of the night when you're half drunk, then it's like go and get a bag and smoke and it's in file. After the while then it was like, Straight to the didn't fire, there was no more kinds of Yeah, then yeah. The, the yeah. group we had and the crack and the banter yeah, was yeah, gone. Yeah. And then it was like people being snaky and. Like I remember, I remember at the start, remember we used to be in the after glory. Yeah, down the, yeah, down the factory. 10, 15 of us, you'd have your bag, you'd have your tray, you'd goof off, your tray's in front of you, no one would touch it. Um, and you wake up a couple of hours later, you'd smoke it again, and you'd come for another couple of hours, and that's the way it was. Yeah. But that changed rapid then, but, you know, yeah. it got a hold of us, we were waking up sick, oh man. How did we run this? How come we all not at work? I have the flu, if you haven't, I may never forget that someone turned from, I said I have the flu, you haven't the flu at all, yeah. I remember, Tommy, um, a lot of people at this stage know, know I was involved in drugs myself at this time, and, um, you know, I always looked at heroin as in a different drug mm. because of my yeah. own reasons when I was in treatment and, and I see uh, what heroin done to people. You know, I was a young lad in France and, and people coming in from Italy and Spain completely destroyed from heroin mm. and being given heroin on their journey from, say, Spain or Portugal or France, you know, to the treatment centre. And it frightened the life out of me. And that's why I never went near it. And I always looked at heroin as a really, really mm. nasty drug because of that. And that's why I didn't go near it. But I remember back in the day when the heroin did come into the city, you know, there was a few people after pulling me and they said to me, I'm sure your brothers are on heroin. Mm. And I said, I, I was nearly arguing a few times with people. Nah, they're not that fucking stupid. No, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go near that. I'd tell all right to me, you know, I said, and uh, one day then someone said to me, and I trusted them, you know, someone I knew really closely. And they said to me, your brother's a smart girl. I said, they're fucking not. He says, I swear, my mother's soul, your two brothers are smoking gear. 
right? And he took it on board, and I pulled the two of you, and I asked you, and he, sure, he swore down mm. and everything that you want. But I remember walking in home one day, and I walked in, and, I said, and uh, my mother was in the kitchen, and I saw the boys. She says, they're in there. I says, uh, okay, okay. She says, uh, I'm sure they were smoking weed or hash or whatever. And I went in, and I looked at the two of you in the couch, and the two of you were goofing off. I wasn't, I knew nothing about her. Mm. And I said, what the fuck is wrong with the two of you? And uh, you kind of went like that, and, and you looked at Job Paul, and, and he, he's how oh, about smoking weed down there? And I said, oh, I walked over to the room, and I left you off. The two of your eyes now were pinned into your, mm. your skulls, like, and I was. And then it was after that, then. You probably in denial to me, not wanting to confront reality because it was such a oh. like, yeah, terrible I, thing. Yeah, because I knew the damage that they had an awful was. name, like, and no, yeah. no, you, but we you had an awful name at the time as well, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, like, like I was no better. Know, like. I was no better than anybody. If anything, mm. I was probably fucking worse because of what I was doing myself, involved in drugs. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I was never anybody to call anybody, any anybody else. You know, and that's. But it it was because it was so close and personal to me. Yeah. You know the two of you, and I knew the devastation that that drug caused the people because of my experience as a young lad. It really fucking caused a lot of issues within our family, uh, which which happened in later on in years, you know, with, with when the two of you were strung out, you know, and, and we won't get into that stuff because it's, 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 it's personal stuff. Yeah. Um, but, like, it destroyed absolutely everything. We went from a really, really close net, the three of us, mm. to really kind of, kind of, having nothing to do with you know, the trust yeah, was being broke right? yeah the trust it's was being broke the things that were happening you know it kind of really took us apart in this mm. you know, it's only no really that i think even though you were even though you were involved in drugs too it's a completely different drug a completely different lifestyle isn't it yeah and like, it's like it's the shame as well you don't want nobody to know especially your older brother yeah yeah and and especially when people hear heroin they're just hearing needles that's you know like Thank God, it was a lot of um, tinfoil I used to use, you know. Yeah. I did bang up. Later on. Later. I only banged up four times. And, you know, and just genuine, like, and it wasn't to get stoned, James. It was not to get stoned, it was to end it all back, because uh, I had enough, I was on death's door from it. Mm. it I couldn't even look at myself, you know, I was going round. About seven or eight stone grey in the face, you know. Um, I was in tattoos from it. What was the turning point? What was the turning point? Um, so, you were two brothers in recovery when you were still strong? Like, right, I remember, as you said there will go, I, I was a few years after all the vegan getting clean. Yeah. I remember passing me and you up the lane and you all doing well, John Paul Callum, Sean, all of you. And I remember coming across by the church and spotting me and you know, up, I always had the hood up because you, you know, and um, passing me and haunting me, didn't call me, you know, and, and next minute you spot me, but I, I wasn't stopping, like, I couldn't stop, you know, so I shot on and uh, I heard you room for me and I just kept going, you know, because I was ashamed of my life, I was ashamed of my life, I was, I was low at that time as well, and um, I, was just, I remember walking over the road having a little wind to myself mm -hmm. and saying, fucking hell, there's definitely something wrong with me. It's a lonely place to be. Yeah, but 
there's definitely something wrong with me. Do you know, um, as well, like, Tommy, um, even to, to get to that point, like, there was, there was the, and I'll share this, because I think it's important, mm. because of, of, um, of I remember, you, you were in an older prison as well, a lot, mm. okay? yeah, yeah. And, and that was the night, that was the best time for me, ma'am, and for me, because mm. we didn't have to worry about the two of you. But I remember at one point, things were so bad for you, and I knew there was a bench warrant off you, at the time and I went off to the house to get you like and um, you were doing your thing mm. right? I looked in the window you were doing your thing whatever you were right, yeah. and um, I just went in and grabbed you and threw you into the car and I brought you down to the guard station because I knew that there was a warrant out for your arrest and I knew that they'd take in because we were so worried if you we, we, I was getting phone calls every day by different people Telling me Timmy Tommy's not looking well at all. Like, yeah. We don't. I don't. You know. And I'd say, and you'll be hiding from me. You'll be fucking dodging me constantly. You'll be knowing when I'm not at home in my mother's house, so you could call. Mm. You know. And I just it all came to an end. You know. I didn't. At this, it, it was such so bad, and you were so tender. It wasn't going over and giving you a few clatters Wasn't an option. It was. <laughs> it was just grabbing you and bringing you down there. And my hope was that they'd bring you in and they'd keep you inside in the prison to get you sober and, and, and keep you, you know, get you back fresh, get you away from the drugs. And I remember I went up and they said to me, Mom, I says, I'm just have to bring them down. And, and like everything in me didn't want to do this, Tommy. Mm. You know, because that's not something that we do, like. Mm. But Desperation. My mother yeah. was fucking, my mother at home was, was, was destroyed. You know, we, we were all worried sick and I went over to her and I said, I'm after bringing him out to the, I went over and I called him and I brought him out to the guards and um, they're after taking him in because there's a warrant out for his arrest. He said, I didn't know what else to do. Do you know, I don't want to put my hands in him because that's how we dealt with stuff. And I remember you getting back out the next day. Mm. I was just dev devastated. It was like, and, and I remember the same time, we, we were constantly just waiting for a phone call. Are, yeah, are, 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 are a knock on the door. I actually remember getting a phone call off of him one time, and, and he says, I'm going to have to ring, I'll just have to get this off my chest. He goes, um, I'm after accepting it. And I'm like, you're after accepting what? I'm on the other end of the line, now in tattles. Um, he goes, I'm after accepting that I'm going to get a phone call that you're dead. Mm. He says, I've accepted it. I'm like, you know what I mean? Owing the depths of it. I'm just saying, you're this fucker. You know? But today, no, I know where he was at, you know? Mm. I know where he was at. Because you know? yeah. something similar was like that with me a few months ago, you know? Yeah. With someone else. You were in the Midlands prison together? Yeah. I remember when I was in San Francis Farm Treatment Centre. Remember we were right to each other for a few weeks there? Yeah. yeah. And you were strung out up there, though, weren't you? I, I, I think I was worse up there what was than it like? I was out here. What was it like sharing the landing with him, in that? Oh, I was... Because you were in early recovery, that <laughs> Early recovery, I was half... I'll tell you a story, you know, about the Midlands, right? Because <laughs> when Christy Moore was on and your man's learning guitars and, and <laughs> learning his song jams, right? So I, I was a cleaner on the land and he was. So my cell opened that at um, 8 o'clock 
and curled up in the bed next minute. Here's your man shaking me. Get up. What's wrong? Come over to my cell, come over to my cell, quick, he says. <laughs> I jumps out of the bed like, what's wrong? Don't you want to have me clothes? I'm going to have you. Walks over across into the cell. Here's a man sitting down with a kid here. Listen to me singing a song. <laughs> I pushed out the door. Look what everybody's here. I got my mom, and here's your man. What's wrong to you, like? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tommy was always the first person to get uh, if I'd learned a new song and I wrote a few songs as well yeah. Tommy, was, oh, Tommy was always Tommy, come yeah. on, never he could have waited until 12 o'clock in the day but no, he was up all day he yeah. couldn't wait for the door yeah. but, but, but going back to what you were saying there about, about uh, the recovery process you know, um, I remember Tommy and he'll give his version of it you know, I'll just get, get the story going I remember Tommy was in the poor leash um, and uh, I was in the Midlands and, and John Paul was blowing Cork prison mm. at the same time and I know I remember him just coming over he rolled over for yeah, a yeah. week just just to stay in the Midlands for a week for a week visiting yeah. Yeah. and I didn't um, know they did that they did they do for family yeah I could have gone back in the week like but I, I ended up kind of saying right I'll hang on I'll hang on a while because when I was going they wouldn't keep myself in the Port oh, Reese Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Fresh. If they kept my cell, I would have went back. Uh, uh, but they didn't. And then I said I'd stay. Then drawn everything back over, go on to a different land and then this and that. So then I stayed. And um, so then a month later, my mother... Made a suicide, you know. Um, what was that like for you that time? It was tough, James, boy. Were you strung out at that time? I wasn't strung out. I wasn't strung out, but I was dipping and oh, dabbling, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I never forget it, boy. I never forget it enough, so this is where my head was at. Enough, so I wrote in my, my cell and says, um, Oh, Thomas, come out there, the chief wants you. I says, Tom, I'm getting the job that I was looking for. And he goes, come off to Timmy's cell. And I walked over and I opened the door, seeing him in tattoos crying. And I just goes, I kind of knew straight away, James. Now I, whoa. And they said, stay there. And I says, no, I'll go back to my own cell, you um, And I did, but it was tough. I went off the rails and I said, Dave. And then, you know, 
we got down to the funeral and um, seen my man for a few hours. We didn't get to the funeral to see her lay at the rest. And when I got back, by I was there saying, yeah, I wouldn't do that for me, no, I'm doing nothing for them. Mm. You know, and then, and then I just went head for leather on drugs, and I, I was badly strung out in there. Mm. I was heavily, you know, I was up to everything. Do you know, when, at that time, Timmy, mm. you're grieving for your mum inside. Are you worried about your brother then as well? Like, are yeah. like, you detached from it, or how are you? Um, no, uh, it, like I was, I was dealing with my own stuff, yeah. you know, because I had a lot of regret as well. Because myself and my mother didn't have too much of a relationship uh, at the time, and I was fortunate that the night before she took her life, it was her birthday. Mm. She was, it was her birthday on the second, and she took her life on the sec, the the third. And she rang Tommy, and Tommy was talking to her inside in the class office on the landing, and uh, I was just matter to be passing the landing at that stage, and. And and Tommy calls me. He says, "My mum's on the phone. I go over and say hello to her." You know, um, my mum. I see what was after happening was my mum was, um, me and my mum we were going through our own stuff. You know, um, and she she was she was she said she was seeing a counsellor and, and I was seeing a counsellor as well. And I was I was dealing with a lot of different issues. You know, and and, and I wasn't in a great place to be honest with you. You know, and um, I spoke to her on the phone, and and you know she was. I said, "Mum, how are you getting on?" And Ken Morse, you know. Yeah. Take your time. I says, how are you getting on? She says, um, I'm seeing the counsellor. And uh, that was that was a big deal for me. Yeah. You, know, but you were both on your healing journeys, like. Yeah. But I didn't. Throw <laughs> us over the box, it's issues there, Sean. I didn't. <clears throat> Sorry, lads. Oh, boy. Fine, I didn't realise that it was it was yeah, going to yeah. be the fucking last day we'd we hear her. Do you know what? But because of, because of the, the guilt and stuff I had from not having a relationship with her at the time, I wasn't able for it because I was in a bad way. But my, my own mental health, mm. I was destroyed. Mm. You know? But... At least you got it, to say hi to her, like. It was good to have him on the landing, do you know. He, he, even though he was breaking my heart half of the time, I was running around the landing, like, trying to chase him to, to get him up to AA and fucking to get him up to the school, to get him off the landings and stuff, you know. It was it was a difficult process, you know. Um, But, like, everybody loved him. I knew there was never going to fucking be anybody go near him or anything like that, but... um. He was loved, you know, he got on with everybody and, and we were on a, a, a really, it was a mad landing, how many of it. But we got on with all the lads, I was doing my own thing, you know, and, and there was one thing that always kind of, always stood to me and, and it was it was told to me inside me before, before I went into prison and it was like, Timmy, um, just always remember one thing and, and they said, people, places and things, you know, um, and, and, and I didn't understand what that meant, people, places and things. And they said to me, like, people, stay away from people from your past. Stay away from people who are caught up in addiction and stuff like that. You know, places, stay away from pubs, you know, and, and things. Stay away from things that will get you back into the same kind of bother, you know, behaviours and stuff. And that's what I lived by. Every single day I'd say, people, places, things, people, places, things, people... And like for me, that was a big deal because, like, I had Tommy 
three cells down on the landing for me and it was like I had to stay away from my own brother because of of of, of him dealing with his own shit no in addiction and uh, it was difficult and it was a lonely lonely fucking place to be honest with you but it was the best place for me at the time mm. you know and and um even for him you know like i i was offered an open prison after fucking 12 months or whatever and i declined because i, I needed to be there because i was getting a lot of help off the psychologist uh on the prison the counseling i was doing i was doing my junior sort in the in, in the school a lot of personal development groups, you know, and and I and I was in the the right place at that time, you know. But um, it was tough for me. It was tough on the landing, you know. And then John Paul came up. John Paul, the three of us were on the same landing. Then, you know. But I kind of kept my distance from the boys. I knew what was going on, but I didn't want to be in their faces, fucking giving them shit. Do you know what I mean? Well, people, places, and things like yeah. just happened to be your family members were some of the people that were the trigger in the other. And that's a, a lot of people that be listening and watching can relate with that. Yeah. How do you like people placing things, relapse prevention? That's the basics of it. But it's a very hard when it's your family mm. is the people and your host might be the place. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a very difficult that hap- prison. That happens yeah. a lot. That's yeah. happens a lot. Well, but you know, it was tough. It was tough. Like as because you're a cleaner then on the landing, you know. Um, and I was a cleaner, and I, I and I wasn't using drugs right. But a fella might call and slip something underneath the door and tell you to drop it to another cell. And he's like, fuck, hell, that's completely against. But if you don't do that, then like, you'll be getting yourself into trouble in the cell, in the in the prison. So, you know, there was things like that, you know, but I just done what I had to do, you know what I mean? Get and to it. get through it, like, and... Uh, so, do you know, things, obviously, your, your mother passed away, you're in another prison, the addiction is getting worse. How did you manage to get into recovery? Do you know Like, um... It was all around me, James. It was all around me. My family, my friends, everyone. I was like a lone soldier by on my own, you know. Uh, isolated, everything. Um, and it was just hitting rock bottom, James. But hitting rock bottom. Things were, I'll, I'll never forget it, but um, it was cr- around the Christmas, yeah. And uh, me and another fella, we were staying in uh, the audience, yeah. Mm. You get go in the gates there, there's a little like a security hut, but it's an old, old building. Yeah, so we were in there, um, on our own Christmas by and in tattoos. Do I remember, you know, as you know, me, I'd always have me good clothes on for Christmas Day and and my habit, but um, I was in, I was in there, nowhere to go, you know, after pushing everyone around me that loved me away pushed them all away by the, they couldn't deal with me no more and uh, I remember being in there by and I never in my life felt so lonely. Mm. So lonely by I, I just wanted to die. And that's where it comes to with the needles. So yeah. I remember taking a few tablets and and uh, a lot of fellas would have had dread of him. Yeah. Um and I tell them, put it in, wanting to go over, wanting yeah. to die. That's where it was. Mm. And uh, I remember when he put it into my hand and he was, no, no, I'd be fucking killed. No, no, fucking do it. And he done it and I'm there like that. Am I going over now? Yeah. Will I go over now? Nothing happened. Another fella came up and I got him to do the exact same. That was two of my first times, you know? Mm. Do it, do it. Nothing happened. 
Right, and then I done it once or twice after that. Came a lot of things wanting to go over, went, did I? And I just, I had enough, but I had enough. I couldn't, I couldn't keep on it. I couldn't take me on life because I was afraid, mm. afraid of it. I, I prayed not to wake up the next morning, I'd know how many nights mm. praying to go to sleep and die. And it was game over. And um, I was in Arbor House, I was on Metadone, and I, I went from Arbor House to Blackpool, and then I went from Blackpool to George O'Manny's uh, surgery, and I did doctor up there, and I says, look, I, I want to get into treatment. Give me your lines. I'll ring them, you, I'll ring them with you, rang Francis Fount, mm. and rang her with me, give me four your lines. And we'll have you in as soon as. I actually done it that time. I done it by previous before that. I tried to get in there as well, James. Mm. And I done the orange, done everything. Came, they rang me and said, "You won in Sunday." I couldn't handle it, James. Mm. What was the first thing I went to? I went to be in use. I rang on back. I'm after using. I couldn't. Mm. Oh, I couldn't. My one ready. I, I says, but I didn't use heroin, I'd have to take tablets. Thomas, we'll have to put you back for two weeks. That was back then, but that went on for a year and a half. On then, and then all the Christmas stuff came up, and so it, it was after that, I said, that's it, it came over. Mm. I remember you, know? you rang me a few days before you were due to go in, mm -hmm. and uh, if you if you would ask me straight up, would I have believed you would have sustained it? No, mm. because of you had the opportunity before and you didn't yeah. take it. Yeah. And I was like, are you going to self-sabotage yourself? Are you going to, you have an opportunity here now, are you going to use or? I'd, I'd tell you now how hard it was. your chance. How, how hard it was for me to get into treatment. I couldn't get a day clean, James. I could not get a day clean. You know yourself, you've, mm. you've been there, especially around heroin. And I could not get a day clean. And, um, I was given bogey orange, you know, but that, that's the only way. And I, I don't way you're, you, you'll be very clever mm -hmm. in ways to get around things on her and you'll be professional. Yeah. So <laughs> I bought myself a mug, you know, the coffee mugs, and I'd have it with pipe and water. So by the time I get from Nahini down, I'd have the piss inside and that. Keep it warm, like. Keep it warm, yeah. And I go down, and just before I go in, I'd be taking out the, the orange. I saw there was time she was born my hands and all by taking the orange, it was that hot. So, <laughs> it was... A bottle of tea. <laughs> and, and I kind of think she knew I needed it, but, uh -huh. but I just could not get clean by her. Uh, I remember giving the phone, and she goes, congratulations, mm. congratulations. Um, we, we'll, we'll give him that now and we'll get the thing. And uh, I used up to the minute, James. Used heroin up to the minute that I knew I got the phone call that I had three, uh, I had a week, yeah. I had a week. To get it out of your to system. To get it out of my system. And what I had to do was get tablets for the whole week. I was on yeah. my own medication to go in there, but I just, bought every tablet I could yeah. to take me away from the heroin yeah. and um, I remember I was so out of it all week that no one thought I was going to make it. No, yeah. one, 
No one thought I was going to go. I'm out of my head now, round the place, getting arrested the night before I went in. I remember getting, I remember going into the air station after doing something in town and uh, getting arrested. And they brought me up with saying, please don't lock me up. I'm going to treatment in the morning. They were probably saying, do you have this one? Yo, there was fucking hate. Mm -hmm. But uh, they left me out. And one of our friends, Sean, I, I was outside Sean's at 7 o'clock the next morning, out of me natural mind on tablets. Out of it. And um, he goes, Tommy, me, but alone. Are you all right? I was on death's door. He goes, Am I wasting my time going up here? I says, I'm telling you now, there's no heroin in me. It's all tablets. Everything else but <laughs> Everything else but. And um, he goes, right, right, come on. I went into the back of his car, but he was in the back, curled up in the back seat, yeah. and uh, up the road. That was the start of it. That was the start of it, boy. That was the start of it. I went in, I, I had, uh, and, and, and it didn't stop there for me. It didn't stop. Um, I went in there. I was I had two days left in um in in one house to go to the next house. The detox. The detox into the, the treatment centre. Yeah, yeah. So drugs came in. I had two days to graduate out of here. And uh, I never forget it. A girl come up to me, she goes, Tommy, I have to get in a few seats. Girl knew me from back down here. And I goes, what are they? Them was torn, says, I didn't want to come up and go, you know, right? Give me a few of them. I won't, she says. She'll get the whole place caught, no. She knew me. <laughs> Will you stop? I said, Will you look, I tell you what to do, but she didn't know how many I could take. Mm. So give me three. All right, so here's three. Eight o'clock at wind down, I had the whole house caught. <laughs> I was singing songs and fucking and but um you know back in the day when we were taking tablets no we'd be taking raw hip now we used to call them purple hearts yeah we could take ten of them you give we give Tommy a half one they were like a wonder heart we used to call yeah, them they yeah, used to do yeah. wonders for you I remember one time going up along the lane and I crunching my head off of the wall I could not get away from the wall but I know the boy says he's he's messing how could you be messing falling into the dash wall. Yeah. Wanna be something seriously around you? Bro, you remember when you when you finish I remember having a chat with Timmy around that time when you come away from San Francis Farm after the detox. Yeah. And you didn't do the treatment side of it. I huge concerns I, then I tell you now. About, you know, because people so usually next, kinda of go back. The next day after using the heroin came into the house I used that too. Um so you know me, I'm fucking yeah. I was over in the house that they're all doing well with seven, five and six months and I asked them for tinfoil to make a cake at ten o'clock at night. <laughs> well, what, do you know what I mean? That's how fucking crazy it was. Right? <laughs> and I was going down there. Next morning we all knew there was something up. Here I am drinking gallons of water trying to piss out everything out of me because I was after using heroin and that was it. I was caught. Tell us who brought in the drugs. I couldn't do it. I says, it is not in me to do it. Mm, I yeah. can't. I wasn't reared up like that. No, I can't. So he goes, you'll have to go home. I says, look, ring me a taxi. So I ended up going home, and I got three bags of heroin gems. I smoked the three of them, um, and I, I, I didn't get stoned at them. Mm. It was 
I think it's a blessing today that I can speak about that. I did not get a bang on All I got was shame, guilt. Oh, it was eating me up inside. The next day, then Timmy rang me and says, uh, what are you up to? He says, come down with me there for two weeks. So, so um, I did. And he brought me on to work with him every day. I was in tatters. My legs, I was off metadone a week. Mm. Do you know, I was, I was in the line for a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, I was, I was saying to myself, oh God, I, but he, he brought me to work and I never, he rang your cousin Caleb yeah. and said, will you take Tommy to the meeting? He goes, I will. I never forget it. It was a Thursday night, newcomers meeting. I went in with Caleb. Livonia. Yeah, Livonia. Great meeting it was. Um, so I shared. The mode of treatment, Ross said, what's going on? And and the feedback back. So I, I've been in meetings before just to get people off me back or go in out of the cold and have a goof, do you get me? Yeah. So I was in there by and I, I was listening by and drawing the feedback by and I, I, I can't explain it, not even to this day, but something alighted inside me. And I was saying, I want more of that. Yeah. i never forget it. It's sunk into me. Keep coming back, keep yeah. coming back. Simple. I says, the only thing, if I only take Anton out of this place tonight, if I take Anton out of this thing tonight, I'll keep coming back. Yeah. And I did. Um, How many years now? I'm over four and a half years now, boy. Um, that, uh, and then when Miss Allen, my buddy, is sitting down there by me rock. Why Allen? Um, yeah. Um, Alan, boy, we we connected, boy. We got a bond. We went to meetings every night, fifteen months solid. Every night, sometimes two a day. No, neither of gems. I was hungry, boy. I was hungry for meetings, boy. Um, I did not want to go back to where I was. I couldn't. I couldn't. It was game over. Um, so I'd just be at near meetings, going to conventions. I remember going to my first convention, eight or nine days clean. So I, I, I never forget it. I, I went up. I remember that time. You I went up to the toilet, yeah. right? And came back down, and the DJ and the dance floor was full. And I looked in and I said, Fucking hell, they are twisted in there like that. <laughs> All blood sober. Sure, I was up on top of the stage then with the tops off. Yup. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I just got hungry for it, James. I had enough by I had enough of it. So, um, and you got stuck into Penny Dinners as well? Yeah, we volunteering. Then lockdown came down. I, oh, yeah. We done volunteering. i never forget it, right? Um. At the time, it was very, very cold, and um, Katrina had a couple of homeless people in there that were in the depths of addiction, in there out of the cold, you know, and um, I remember walking in there one day and seeing them, and I was saying, that's sad, like, you know, very sad. I was there, yeah. I was there, and um, I said to Katrina, I'd love to start the meeting for them. She goes, I think it'd be a great eh? She goes, go on, go over Tuesday night, said it to Alan and another one or two. And we did. We got on it and um 
strong. Don't wear your shirt in the meeting and you're doing the chair. You can't you can't speak till the chairperson is finished. Yeah. So whoever was doing the chair, it was tough. We'd let them speak while you're doing the chair because they'd forget by the time you're yeah. finished what yeah. they wanted to say. So it was not tough yeah, like yeah. that, but it was we did. And that was grand anyway. The weather got better. We kept the meeting going. Remember, I remember six months later, opening the door, and there was a fella, but strong as a horse, shining. I was like, where are you? He goes, I'm only out the treatment, Tommy. Same fella was around the streets now. Like. Yeah. He says, I'm only out the treatment. He says, you used to pass me in town, Alan Teller. You used to pass me. You were the only people in town that was stop me and say, how am I, how am I feeling, are you good? He said, you inspired me. He said, he went down to have a treatment by and six months clean. Same young fellas up the country now. Two new babies flying at lovely partner working. Stay off for everybody, like. I was like, whoa. And he came from hardcore streets. Do you know? Tell us about the stuff you did during lockdown with uh, Penny Dinners. Yeah, and then a group of us there, you know, the homeless again, they were left under Jack. Yeah. When when COVID hit, everyone ran for the hills, no one knew nothing, what was going happening. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. Um, and But the homeless were still there. They had yeah. nowhere to go, no one was taking them in. And uh, Penny Dinners would start going out in the vans and giving them food. So we were going, walking around home, giving them food. And um, which, I don't know which one of us came up with an idea and said, wouldn't it be faster if we had bikes? Mm. So, um, right, great idea. Katrina went away and got bikes. Some of us had bikes. And um, we were all into town. Every night we'd be down alleyways, flying all over the Cork City. Draw and feeding people and the bond we got with them, mm. do you know? The bond we got with them, just we could be the only people they meet that day. Yeah. Draw and having a chat and ask them what did they need, sleeping, making food, socks, jobs, hats, the works. Mm. It was powerful. It's a good example of like uh, in recovery, you only keep what you have by giving it again. Yeah, 100%. We have a few minutes left, so we'll finish it up with a few funny stories. But I have right. a funny story. I, I have to, I I have have funny to story for one. you. Right, go on. Do you remember the time me and you got out of car prison the same time? And we went down to Timmy's, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> do you don't. remember that, Timmy? Timmy, the no, fridge full of drink and a mountain of coke. Yeah, <laughs> that way. <laughs> And then he got, he, he, us, he, he got a power night one, then he ran us. Yeah, he gave us 50 euro each as well. <laughs> I never, I rang him, where are you? I, I'm down home, come down. Ah, oh, stop. Oh, that was a crazy night after I won him going to that. I went to the psychosis that week. Yeah. yeah I, I completely lost my head. I, I lost James, my mind. Yeah. as you ran about lockdown, yeah, I was in town, because I live in town now, I was in town and uh, there was guards outside the courthouse. Guard, you know him very well yourself. And he says, come here, Jazz is your fucking flying that you're doing well by keep up. When are you going on the two narries? Go I said, yeah, yeah. I says, ah, no, 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 no. Not for a long time, yeah, he says. He goes, fuck it, you should go on. Do some stories, he says. Uh, uh. He says, uh, tell him about the handcuffs. I won't say his name. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, as day one, I was up now calling. And um, big row between the three terraces, and all we were up scrapping up and down. I walked up with my mother that time, 
and um, the jeep pulled in. Next minute, the two of them jumped out of the jeep, grabbed me. Gal the jeep. Two yeah, the two girls jumped out and grabbed me, threw me into the jeep. My mother said, he done that, and he's with me, fucking. So, so that was grand. So there was so much commotion, they ran to get more. So then I have the handcuffs on me behind my back, and I popped it all it opened. I was gone. <laughs> gone. So I ran down home and said, fuck, this is the first place I'm going to go. Then I ran out the terrace, up the road, knocked at another friend's door. Hands behind your back. Hands behind my back. <laughs> Who's in the gaff? Only Timmy fast asleep. <laughs> I comes into the gaff anyway with the handcuffs on, wakes him up, what's happening? He spots the handcuffs, tried to dig the head off me. <laughs> I had to run out of that gaff. <laughs> so I went down to another gaff anyway, and uh, one of the boys cut him off with the ball cutters. <laughs> ball cutters. And I should have kept them. I should have kept As them for a sort of yeah. But um, <laughs> that was grand, eh? Two nights later, they caught me. I was out, I was after swallowing two ecstasy tablets. I was out in the suicide. Just jumped into the taxi, right? So um, next minute, Speedy, paddy wagon, up oh, whoa, taken. So come out, what's your name? John Paul Long, I says. Right, he says, John Paul, stand there. Fine, there, no. Feel the rushes coming on with the ease, you know what I mean? And what's uh, your name? The two boys give their names. Go on away. Thomas, get in there, you was into the back of the paddy wagon. So that's grand. I'm in the back of the paddy wagon, being fired wrong, coming up in these ease. So, um, and I, I, tell I, the, ask the shade, turn up the Jones. Yeah, I know, yeah. So that was grand up into ground. They were on swingy chairs like this and throw it to be taken on it. Next minute, I don't know his name, but remember the shade with the bark mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, him. So that was grand, he swung around the chair. Look who it is, he says. Mr. Long, and flew off to me on the chair. He goes, I tell you one thing, are you coming up now, lifting? <laughs> and he says, I tell you one thing, he says, you're a fast runner with handcuffs. <laughs> me twisted. You want to see me when I'm off? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Wind in me, I... Oh, uh, yeah, that was... And the girl that was watching the camera actually got fired in the end. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd a few incidents like that, I yeah. heard. Which mm. heard at that, around there, Colin, at that time, some of the girls were more sensible than the others. Yeah, some yeah. girls, know if we were up in Hogan's Lane or Nash's or down the St. Anne's drinking, they'd you off. Yeah. Yeah. But then others then would come down acting the kind mm. of black out and then there'd be a lot of trouble come over. Yeah, and the same girl that said that to me you now about the uh, handcuffs, he'd me in court every second week after. Mm. And then, you know, a promotion he got out of me, I'm sure. Yeah, do you know what though? I suppose, um, like, we, we. Back then, I suppose, if, 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 like, they were just probably doing their job. Yeah, and, yeah. and we were absolutely a nuisance to the areas we, we, we were living in. I that bad. <laughs> you know? I know. But um, I suppose, um, when you look back at it too, every time that you probably did go into prison because of charges too, that potentially life. saved your life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and a lot of people who, who are probably listening to this and would have a similar background to all of us here. But when you think about think the, the guards as well, like, it's every, every time I went in court, I got caught bang to rights. There was never a defence. Mm. Like we were doing stuff there. Like you know, you can imagine, like an our calling is a quiet place now in compared to back then. Yeah. Can you imagine what it must have been like for the neighbours? I yeah. tell you a funny one with the neighbours. Do you remember the time where 
damn you installed the fella from Apple's bike out of the garage. I was, do, I was thinking of that the other day. So Damien, Damien was another, we won't say any second name now, but Damien was half mad on the drink. Mad thing, yeah. Took your man's bike any outside the garage. But you knowing the foreign bikes, the back brakes is on the on the left, on the right. So I was coming down the lane all by the primary school. More to the note. We were waiting drink. on the bike for hours. <laughs> the bike was robbed by the garage, right? Water bike? No, a push bike. Push bike. What happened, right? I tell you the whole story and we finish on that. We were up in the basketball courts. I come to say to one of the boys, I have to cycle to Bishopstown for work. I have to get a bike. So we're all there getting away. Next minute, this fella flies and passes and turns into the garage. A decent bike. So one of the boys ran down into the garage, took the bike, shot up the terrace where man's bike was gone, parked it up behind the houses. So that was ran down there. James says, I'm going up along. I'll be back again. So he says, grab the bike when you're coming down. That's ran down there. James went down about his business. He should have been... 15 minutes, half an hour at most. About an hour and a half later, there's no sign of James. So we're asking everyone, anyone see James? James comes back a half an hour, an hour and a half later. Broke up. Where <laughs> were you? He says, I was coming down the lane on the bike. I pulled the back brakes and it went out over the handlebar. <laughs> I did, I was uh... knocked out for 45 minutes up the lane. Yeah. Oh. Someone came along and walked me Someone up. Someone came along, Pat Lanigan and another one of them <laughs> with the messages from the super. Oh, look, I swear, killed. I got bad Jesus, oh, yeah, broke up he was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, no, I sure I knocked myself back out, but yeah. it was a mad time. I'll finish, we'll finish up with this story, right? I remember one night we were inside the home. Tommy, every time Tommy was out drinking, he'd always come in and wake up the whole house. I mean, he'd be down in the kitchen, he'd be making fucking sausages <laughs> or eggs, or he, he'd be making a, a toasted sandwich. Yeah. And, and I said, Grand, and, uh, and you'd be dreading it because you're, you know, you're always walking up. So, and uh, this night, and uh, the Lord and I downstairs, and I said, What the fuck? It was a lovely evening. You know, it was a really right, nice evening. And I said, what the fuck is your man up the downstairs? I said, what's he doing? Next day I gets up and there was a harvest somewhere. Next day he looks out the window and out the window. There's a horse tied to the gate in the front of the house. And he says, oh no. I goes down the stairs, your man is inside buttering up a bit of bread, making his bread for the sandwich. I says, who wants the horse outside? He says, I do. I own it. I said, get the horse now by and get the horse out because... You would know who owned the horse. I know, yeah. 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 be trouble around the horse. You know, it was just, it was, it was just crazy things Arsles like that. Were a big thing for me. Like. They were, weren't uh, they? If like, I had a drink, I was robbing the horse. Like. Yeah, that's it was and just. Uh, they came together, yeah. like. I want to give you the last uh, line, last word. If there's anybody out there, Tommy, either in prison or out in the community, know that's struggling and they think they'll never get it. Have any advice or something? Something that might give them a bit of motivation or something that might help them. Yeah, um, there is help there. Because I, I was that person that's out there struggling now. I was, I was exactly where they are. I thought there was nothing there. I thought no mum wanted to help me. No mum, no, no mum. I thought no mum would do anything for me. But um, there is help there. You know, um, and. And you, we are worth it, do you know what I mean? We are worth it, our lives, because yeah. that's what's going to happen, James. 
going to die from it at the end of the day. That's what happens. Like, um, yeah. but like table large, no, or not sorry, not table large. Um, that's from. Horan uh, House and um, they are great supports them, you yeah. know. Um, and if you're using heavy drugs, get onto them and they'll get you on a methadone course on, or what is it, them tablets? Box one. Yeah, they'll get onto you on them that you'll be <coughs> able to get into mm. the treatment centre. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think James, that when they pick up the phone, they're going to treatment. It, there's it a process, thing, there's a process, and, and I know it's fully hard, but if you really want to stop, and you really have enough of it, you'll have to do the, all them processes. And Anyone can recover as well. Anyone. Like, my brother would tell you, I knew James, mm. he saw me. Mm. A, a lot of, I, th I thought there was no hope for me, never mind saying anyone else thinking well, it was there for me. For all of us up in Alcohol and in Hollyhill, yeah. we were written off. W written off in the world. Written off in the world. Do you There's help there, like, yeah. I'm living proof that there's plenty of help there. Yeah. Do I, um, and meetings, do you know, even if you are still using, get into the meeting. No, you can, you can go into the meeting and use, but just stay in the background, don't open your mouth listen. and listen. Do you know? Even, even doing that, and I've done that in addiction, James, would it benefit me, benefited me when I came out of treatment, do you know? Because mm. I heard the message in there and I heard people sharing, and I knew they were similar to me. Mm. So, like it's great foundation for when you get all the treatment that you've been there already, yeah. Yeah. and and it's easier. Yeah. Do you want to close us, Timmy? Yeah, Tommy, give us a song. Do you know? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, uh, Tommy, thanks, uh, thanks really for for coming on, and I've been waiting for this day for for a long, long time, you know. Mm. Um, and and um, and John Paul, another time, yeah. come on and share his story. But thank you, you know, and it's it's, it's um. It's 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 a great pleasure to sit you there shining, you know, and doing so well in your life, you know, because I, I I know I know everything about you, you know, I know where you've came from, I know how, how difficult yeah. things have been for you, you know, and um, and I just want to say well done, you know, um, I love you, I love you too, brother, and um, you know, my mother would be very proud of you, yeah. you know, so well done. The, nice the tree, nice I know, proud of the tree, I know. So listen, thanks for your time, yeah, Tommy. Nice one, Jim. And sure, nice uh, one. thanks to everybody that listens and watches. Mm -hmm. And we see you all next week. Slot. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.